Hello and welcome to Who Corner to Corner podcast. My name is Jeff and I'm joined as always by my good friend Paul. Hi, that's me. Hello. How are you today? Yeah, I'm all right actually. I'm pretty good. Yeah, good. it's something cold again outside. It's, it I, is. I, I yeah. do feel myself responding to thermal influence from the atmosphere more so than I did when I was younger. That's for sure. It's it's just cold. It makes my knees it's freezing. Up, it's freezing, <laughs> mate. It's bloody cold out there. It is freezing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't like it. I don't like it when it's cold. It's my so, bones creak and everything. Yeah, well, the, <laughs> it didn't have to be cold for that to happen. No, that's me. true. Yeah, everything's <laughs> creaking there, mate. I yeah. Oh, it ain't good. Oh. <laughs> so um, we're doing this episode as our usual yes, audio-only podcast, but following mm. the uh, crazy success of our video episode, which was our chat with uh, Alduar from Character Options and Ed Barnett Ward from the Affable Company, we've decided that uh, you obviously... Uh, liked our faces for radio see more faces. Uh, and wanted yeah. to see them more so we're going to try to do uh, more video uh, podcasts that you can watch on YouTube so this is our first don't watch of, on a big telly that's all yeah, I'm saying don't, you'll, you don't see, see my giant face staring yeah. at you <laughs> so um, this is our first uh, kind of video normal video one with just the two of us and this is our hot takes quick that's fire hot takes. episode so over yeah. the last couple of weeks we've been tweeting various things that uh, were questions that we'd been thinking about that we wanted to get other people's thoughts on. Mm. So we're going to run through them and, and Paul and I are going to put our tuppence worth in as well. So our first one is the Sonic Screwdriver. Bam, bam, bam. I wonder if, if I add some echo, will that look really yeah. weird on video? No, I'll have to try ridiculous. that. Probably, yeah. It'll probably just um, sounds stupid. Yeah. So, the Sonic Screwdriver, should it stay or should it go? Should is it stay or should it go? i uh, a bit more dramatic emphasis, though. Yeah, you? that was better than my, my reading. Is it a vital part of Doctor Who or has it become an overused magical mm. get-out tool? <gasps> so, let us know your thoughts, we said. And, and we had did uh, say a that. number of comments here uh, oh, God, from, yeah. from people. Um, <laughs> so. Do, do a so I'm just going to go through a, a And this is just the sonic screwdriver that this we're talking is, about now. We haven't, even, sonic, we haven't yeah. even started poking the hornet's nest yet. Oh, yeah. crikey. <laughs> uh, so uh, Blue Bear, who is at Bob Barrow, said, Oh, yes. definitely stay. Uh, it, the TARDIS, the stories, target novels on Tom Baker, the things that got me hooked on Doctor mm. Who. Now, uh, Bob, I guess, uh, I love this. I don't know if you saw this one, Paul. Also... Who didn't use a tyre pressure gauge as a Sonic when growing up in the 70s? Still <laughs> I love that. I saw that one. And it, he's, put, he's put some pictures yeah. up. Um, I still have my late father's that I used to use, oh, uh, see, with, with one Sonic. Uh, so he's put a couple of pictures there of uh, the tenant um, Sonic next to a, a tyre pressure gauge, which, looking at it, is, is quite reminiscent of a fourth Doctor actually, Sonic, it? actually. Yeah, so. Yeah. That that was brilliant. Uh, I, See, well, I, I, I never thought about that when I was when I was when I was a kid in the seventies. I think we we're of a similar kind of vintage, and it's. Um, but we we used to use um, paintbrushes from school. Yeah. Okay, that works. As a yeah. Sonic. Why yeah. are you shaking your head? Well, I'm not of a similar. Vintage. No, you're not. No, no. I mean, I'm, me, me, I'm the next my, one on. But <laughs> I mean, me, my buddy Blue Bear. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder if Blue Bear creaks in the cold. I don't know, nicely. Hopefully not. It's not, it's not nice. It ain't <laughs> nice, is it? You know what I mean? So, yeah, no, it's it's a good point, actually, because when you've got something to hold that you can see in the show and you've got a thing similar, you can go around and go... 
and yeah. stuff like that. So yeah. there is that aspect of it. Whereas yeah. if that is gone, you don't have the prop. Because no. if you got something out and you went, people say, what's that? And like, it's a sonic screwdriver. And you'd be like, the doctor doesn't use a sonic screwdriver, which would have been the case had you been growing up in the 80s, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been. Mm. Uh, so, uh, Geek to Me Radio, who is at Geek to Me Radio, said, "Keep it. It's like Batman not having a utility belt." And I said, "Or he Spidey is. with no webs." You know, the pants would fall down, and that wouldn't be good for any superhero. <laughs> yeah, <fan. laughs> you imagine that the Doctor waves a Sonic, or and he goes, oh, "I haven't got a Sonic," and the pants fall down. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're saying, basically, isn't it? Batman it's, without utility it's, belt. It's, it's, get his other Sonic. I'm the Batman. Oh, bugger. <laughs> <laughs> Stop what you're doing right there, bad guy. Ah, oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, Batflex lost his back kicks. Oh! <laughs> Batflex Bat lost his back kicks. Your back kicks have fallen. <laughs> That's the word you can see I the level we're at now already, can't you? It's yeah, and, and I wonder if he'd have his face on his back kicks as well. Really? Of course you do. Who hasn't got Batflex underpants? Meta pants. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh dear. So we had one here from um, Bodhi mm -hmm. Bitterka, who's at the Whiplash FX. I love collecting them, so no, I want new ones. Um, yeah. That's that's perfectly reasonable to me. Mm -hmm. uh, I might find it in a in a bit, but someone commented that they can't imagine the Sonic stopping now because mm. it's it's merch. It's you know, too the, ingrained. It's merch. Yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah and it is too ingrained. Yeah. You know, particularly for New Who. You know, the Doctor doesn't have a weapon. Uh, and, and doesn't have, you know, there's there's no sort of real accessories. You know, there's mm. thirteen tried to have a, a bum bag as a sort of utility belt, but they didn't stick with it. Um, so yeah, I, you know, they they wouldn't get rid of like the the one accessory that that you know you could sell. Uh, no, no, absolutely. You know, in, yeah. in life size, yeah. you know, like yeah. with, with Captain America. The economy America, would you... collapse because well, it, yeah. of lost, lost yeah. revenue through, <laughs> through sales. We need, we need a Sonic to prevent the recession. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dow Jones know, would just vaporise yeah. instantly, yeah. It, the, you know, Cap has got his shield and mm. Black Panther his claws and all that kind of stuff, yeah. you know, so... Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we, we, uh, you, you know, we, yeah. we need but it, you know. as a dramatic device, oh, it can be overused, Jeff. Well, I'm just going to throw that one in there. Yes, there's there's one here, um, you know, that says, uh, hang on, let, uh, so at, here comes He's the doctor, gone, oh, gone, who's yeah. at doctor underscore who 871 says, I think they should keep it, but limit the amount of times it's used. Yeah. Mm, um, I'm with that one, I think. I think that's where I'm at. I'm yeah. There. So, and then uh, Dan Hill, who's at Dan Hill 209, says keep it but use it left off less often and left not often. use it to resolve the plot. Um, Definitely that one. Yep. And then uh, totally Henry Henry Matterson, Henry underscore Matterson, says it should stay but have the Doctor go hands free more like the first, fifth, and seventh mm. Doctors did. Uh, and the sixth. Then, yeah. And then. Uh, Julia Reichel, I hope I said your name right, Julia. Uh, I like it, but it shouldn't be the solution to everything. Uh, and then Strew, uh, at Struen underscore McNeil, it should stay, but be used very sparingly. But if they did ditch it for a while, I'm cool with that. So quite a lot of, well, I said quite a lot of the comments. I felt this was quite split, really. People nicely like balanced. it. It mm. was nicely balanced. Um, and... I think, yeah, I kind of agree with, uh, you know, the idea of, you know, not using it as mm. as much um, because it, it, 
it, it's used, you know, as a very quick kind of narrative sort of get out, which which I can understand when you're trying to do a story in a forty five minute, uh, you know, window, um, mm. and and it can help move things along, um, but. Then there's times when the Sonic has sort of been something that it's not, and I'm thinking primarily of um, the Rings of Akaton when it turns into yeah. some sort of Harry Potter mm-hmm. wand, uh, and it's got you know blasts coming out. And mm. I'll be honest, yeah. I I, I yeah. liked the look of it, but at the yeah. same time I was like, it doesn't do that, no. you know. But but then I'm sort of a bit like, you know, does it matter? <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah, well, do you know what? Yeah. That, does it matter? That's the thing, right? Because the thing is, if it wasn't the Sonic, there would just be something else to replace it. So the Doctor would kind of mock up a gadget and yeah. fire that, which essentially does the same thing. And it's equally as believable or ridiculous either way. But to be, I, I always think that actually the, the fact the Doctor makes these lash-ups is part of the fun. And mm-hmm. we, I think we kind of lost that. I, I can't... You know, I, don't, I know the 13th Doctor has kind of knocked a few things up and sort of carried these big gadgets around from yeah. one place to another. And I love all that stuff. You know, I would much rather that yeah, than, than waving the Sonic. Yeah, fun. You know, 10 made his thing that make Ghost He did. He had the thing with 3D goggles and the base light thing in Doomsday. Brilliant. I love all that. And it's just as bonkers and just as kind of magic wand-like, if you like, and just as fantastic and ridiculous but you know it's 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 a lot of the fun and you know mm. i was watching i was watching the two doctors recently and in part two of that when perry and the doctor are in the space station and it's and this basically the the, the space station's computer is trying to figure out ways to kill them so the doctor has to kind of try and find a way to hotwire it if there was a sonic literally he would point a sonic and the computer would be you know instantly doing whatever he wants it to do but the fact is he can't do that so it has to constantly find different ways to try and 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 beat this computer mm. and the computer is responding by trying to find ways to stop him from doing it and it changes the environment it freezes them it takes the oxygen out it starts heating things up and you know at one point it has the doctor kind of hanging over some wires because it's gassed in with stuff and and that to me is a lot more fun and there's the sixth doctor working out a panel with a bunch of wires and he's trying you know i need need a wire somewhere I need a filament or something and he, he doesn't have it in his pockets he's got loads of wires but not the kind of wire that he wants so what he does is he looks at a sculpture on the desk and finds a little bit of wire on a little bit of filament in the sculpture uses that it's a just it achieves the same end mm. but it's it's just a lot more creative I yeah think. Uh, and uh, and like you get that in in big finish stuff as well and you you know you'd be able to get it in a book but the thing is i think you know like i said you know in a 45 minute show you couldn't do all of that stuff mm-hmm. because and also i think audiences <clears> these days would you know, they probably get bored or something like that, even though it would be, <gasps> you know, showing character Surely and, and not. genius. Surely and, not. You know, ah, um, I'm very Dale. Yeah, let, that's your thing. Ah, let us know, right. listeners. What What do you think? <clears throat> would you, you know, what would you you uh, think seeing that on screen? And um, there's a there's a question here that mm. came in from Danny Co, who's at Danny Co five. Three eight four eight eight four five. I love numbers on a Twitter handle. Memorable. I need some myself. Yeah, so will Will Tennant get a new one as 14 or will he be using mm. 13s? Well, in the comic strip in DWM at the moment, he's still using 13s, but I believe in set photos he had something different. Oh, did he? So, oh, uh, I haven't seen those. Yeah. I, Sounds exciting. Because I've seen a few people trying to make um, mm. you know, custom versions of it. So, yes, I, I think uh, he'll 
he'll mm-hmm. be getting a new one at some point. I wonder if we'll see it happen in the comic, and then just on screen he'll have a new one. It'll just be um, there. Yes, yeah, exactly, yeah. So I'm just having a quick look through um, uh, the, some of the yes. uh, other re- replies here. Uh, yeah, a lot of people, you know, they feel like it's... Uh, overused and mm. you know or someone here Jericho uh, who's at Jericho's underscore angel says I feel like they should change the form factor for some variety for once a little bit like you, you were saying Paul some Sonic uh, trowel or Sonic cane we Sonic had sunglasses uh, full time yeah it, it it would be a it would refresh the whole thing a Sonic ring would be cool and it would keep the doctor's hands free yeah, that that would be quite funny. Yeah, the Sonic sunglasses, mm. that that was fun. I, you know, I enjoyed I, I those. Quite liked I thought them. they were fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so this is one for you. Gary Murden one says it's overdone, but that's because the four part format allowed the plot to move mm. at a more level pace. The fifth Doctor had his broken to stop mm, lazy yep. writing, and he says to be fair, lots of TV has pacing issues. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure whether it's you know bad pacing. I, I think. You know, audiences today, you know, everything's so quick. It's, you know, well, even film trailers, yeah, you, know, yeah. you, you get 10 seconds of mm. shots, then it says trailer starts now, you know, for people who can't even watch like a, a two minute trailer, you know, you've got 10 seconds to make your mind up whether you want to see I a know, film or yeah. not. Um, and I think that uh, it's not lazy writing per se. I think, you know, the Sonic is just, you know, it, it's a, it's a, it's a object that allows a plot to move forward it is, quicker, yeah, but because we don't have the yeah, time for it. But now, it, it, do, yeah. it does, it does give the writer something too convenient to rely on, and it, it's yeah. it's a good thing because if you've got to write a script in a limited point of time and you just can't figure out how the thing has to be defeated or how something is going to work, it's like, oh, we got the Sonic. That's what it's for. But I think if it's used more sparingly, then it would actually give us as viewers a much better program. To be fair, I, mm. I I do you know I just I I just get really bored of watching the Doctor walk into a room and immediately start waving a sonic screwdriver around like it's a bloody tricorder out of Star Trek or something. Mm. You know, mm. it never was that. And okay, maybe that's what it's kind of evolved into now. And I know the Thirteenth Doctor when she makes her, she says it's a bit of this. It's like a Swiss Army knife, but not a knife, and it does all sorts of things. And you know, that's okay. And we we talked about that in a previous podcast. So I'm not going to go too much into it, but I just think you know. Doctor Who is not about the sonic screwdriver. Yes, it is no. part of the show's DNA, and it's part of the Doctor's um, utility belt, but it's, it, it shouldn't be used by the writers as a, as, as a convenient get-out, because if it is, I'm just going to get bored watching, and I won't watch. You yeah. know, it's, it's that simple. Yeah. It's, it's nice to, to see anyway. the Doctor... You know, be be challenged. You know, I, I we have talked about this before, but mm. um, you know, I really like that thirteen made her Sonic. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And was that was good. That was a nice variation on a theme. Yeah, and, and actually, and, in a way, kind of justified you know, it being able to do all those different things. Now, you know, she made yeah. it so that it can do those things. Yeah, yeah, and like you mentioned earlier, you know, she she did make some. Uh, additional uh, accessories as as did the tenth doctor and things so it's it's nice when they they mm. do that you know um there's the yeah i just found the comment it was from martin havel who's at bad wolf he said it will never happen the, the getting rid of it it's i, I it think he's probably unit, right actually you know. yeah he, he's he's right i think because as we um, said the economy would actually collapse yeah it, it it would yeah 
Um, and then, so yeah, Carl Oliger, who's at mm. Dalek of the Supreme, says it's iconic. I'm glad it's around, but if a writer isn't careful, it can feel too much like a magic wand, or literally, in the case of Rings of Akaton. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm just quickly scrolling through. Almost all of these comments mm. are, you know, keep it as originally intended, a way to open doors and boxes. Says Dan talks Doctor Who. Um, everyone likes it, I think, generally, um, but mm. feel that it's it's overused. I, I love the so, War Doctor's line in in the Day of the Doctors. Uh, what, what does he say? What are you going to do? Build a cabinet? Brilliant. I yeah, like that. that's that. He's, so, he's uh, actually quite <laughs> shocked at how. Uh, how ubiquitous the sonic screwdrivers become yeah, for 1011. He he's yeah. like, well, what is this? It wasn't. I, I love that fact that he kind of represents the classic series kind of attitude in a way. And looking yeah. at these, these 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 young guys sort of waving their sonics around and being flipped with each other and there's wearing sand shoes and everything. Sand <laughs> shoes, yeah. Well, there, there's a couple of um, comments here actually. The ninth mm. doctor, who's at doctor underscore nine, who said. Pretty sure this part of Day of the Doctor is meta commentary yeah. about oh, the totally overuse is. of the Sonic totally. and New Who, yeah, yeah. and that they've put the GIF of uh, of War Doctor saying, "Why are you pointing your sonic screwdrivers like that? They're scientific instruments, not water crystals." <laughs> um, and then Abel yeah. Undercity uh, has um, put uh, screen grabs of the bit that you were talking about. What are you going to do? Assemble a That's assemble it. a cabinet. Assemble a cabinet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. So. Uh, but before we move on mm-hmm. to our next hot take, what what is your favourite Sonic? What is my fa- What do you mean? Like what design? Oh, f- I don't know. I don't- okay, <laughs> next next question. <laughs> What's your favourite Sonic, Jeff? So, Thirteen. Oh, there you I go. Like Brilliant. The weird Amazing. alien look yeah. of it. Um, <laughs> I also liked Twelve's um, that, that monster, mm. monstrous, beastly blue thing that he had towards the end that had the rippling lights on it i thought that was quite cool uh, you can probably I, I tell like we're both well. starting to think slightly differently about uh, about the sonic screwdriver now i, I yeah, yeah. To, for me i i i'm ambivalent i i'm not ambivalent actually i would prefer it i think to go if it sticks around in a limited really? form yeah that's fine but you know i'm not I, I don't i don't have an array of sonics on my back i'm just you know i'm no, I was going to bring mine that, in. That would be uh, amazing. To, to then you show, show me, and I could get I really jealous of it. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't <laughs> light up anymore. The batteries run yeah. out. But yeah, you know, I, if I, I did, it, if I, if I did have a whole bunch of Sonics in, it would, you know, and it was important to me to 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 have that. Then it, yeah, definitely. And I can see that very, that very viewpoint. You know, fitting for now. Mm. Yeah. Um, so do you want to bring up the the Murray Gold one and, and yes, move on to that? Because, uh, yeah, why not? Because I mean, I th- this is something I've been thinking about a lot actually. Because um, Murray Gold, but the, the, the question was, oh, yeah. what sh- should he stay or should was he that, go? Is that what I did? I put that? Did I write that? No, it was it was a basically written off the clash now. D- Oh yes, that's it. The clash. Yeah. Do do you want Murray Gold to come back for the sixtieth episodes and ah. beyond, or do you want a fresh Sonic landscape, or are you nostalgic for his melodies? That's okay. Yeah, you you wrote that, and then I I I, I did a better version somewhere. I think didn't Probably. I? Yeah, because because that's why did you come up with all Facebook. these good ideas? Yeah. And I think yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and you make them that. work. Yeah, um, I can't remember where it was now. Well, my view is, uh, if you find that quickly, I'll fill in the uh, dead air time. Um, Yeah, I like Murray Gold's music. It's very different to uh, Sega Nakanola's recent music. Um, 
I like both. Uh, I feel like Murray's is more kind of traditional music, whereas uh, Atkins is is more sort of uh, soundscapes, uh, atmosphere, and you know ambient kind of kind of music. Um, and and when he does have kind of traditional melodies and stuff come in, it, it's fantastic. Um, so mm. yeah, I, I like both of them. I, I do have a a leaning towards seconds because it sort of echoes classic who in a way with it with its kind of electronic stuff and I'm a I'm a big fan of um kind of orchestral stuff mixed in with kind of keyboards and things like that you know a bit of electronic kind of sound um I I would like a new uh, audio mm. wizard going forward uh I think if if Murray was to come back the 60th would be fine because he'd be back with Tennant but uh, I, I think a new a new composer would be good for for Shooty's era onwards. Mm. Uh, otherwise, it, it you know we've sort of discussed the, the fears of redoing things, um, and I think uh, yeah, too, too much of that is 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 too much. Is so such a thing as there is, you know, you two once said too much is is not is not enough, but uh, actually. Too much uh, is too much. There, there, Little there can be too much of yeah, mm. yeah. So that's my view. If if he comes back for the sixtieth, okay, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd uh, be happy with that. But mm. I would I would like to uh, have something new tickle my earbuds after. Very that. interesting. You, you put it that way, Jeff. Yeah, I've I've found a thing that I put. So I put um, uh, the sound Murray Gold, the sound of Doctor Who for years and years. Should he return to the show for RTD2? Do you want a fresh sonic landscape or are you nostalgic for the return of Murray's marvellous musical melodies? They are put a bit of alliteration into it, you know, see that? Yeah, good, yeah, that, yeah. Right? Stan yeah. Lee would be, be proud. Very proud of him, mate. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, so I've, I've got a kind of a love-hate relationship with uh, with Murray Gold's music. On on the one hand, I, I love it because the technical skill involved and the sound of it, the, the, the loudness, you know, the sheer volume and impressive orchestral weight. The wall of sound is really something. And there are so many clever things going on in those melodies as a, a you know, as... As things that exist on their own, they are fabulous to listen to. I've got most of Murray Gold's albums, and I listen to them in the car when I'm driving, and I just relive all those wonderful moments that they instantly evoke. But I have to admit, when I'm actually watching them on TV, I found them a little bit intrusive. And I remember, you know, when, when Rose first came out in 2005, all the, uh, a whole bunch of tabloids were saying, the music's too loud. You know, they were trying to pick out things that they didn't like about this new revamped Doctor Who. You know, everyone thinks, yeah, you know, Chris Eccleston's great, you know, Billy Piper, some liked, some didn't, but the music was always, it's too loud. And I, I thought, oh, it's not really too loud, you know, it's just part of it, and it's joyous, and it's, it's bringing everything to life, and it's just, mm. and, and, it, it's, and it gives the show an identity and a character that nothing else on TV has. It's a triumphant kind of sound, you know, it's look at us, we're back, and we're big, and we're bold, and yeah. we're brilliant. And it was just, it was fantastic. But now when I go back and listen to it, I think, oh, they're too loud. <laughs> yeah, I, I, find, I, thought I find it a little watched, bit too intrusive, um, you know, because it's like, yeah. you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't always quite reflect what I'm feeling about that part yeah. of the program. You know, and I go, what were we watching recently, Jeff? 
the, the Runway Bride, which has got some yeah, really brilliant, yeah. brilliant scores in it, some really fabulous yeah. tracks. And again, I think on their own, they're, they're, they're fantastic. But do you know what? It's, it's like, I just, I, the, the bit towards the end when they're having the face off against the Rachnos Queen and it starts getting quite dark and we go into some, you know, we go into some really nice strings. But they just, to me, and it is literally just my opinion and my own reaction to it, to me, it just felt far too intrusive for that moment. And the, the thing is, now when I listen, watch a lot of those slightly older. Uh, new, new series Doctor Who tunes. I just uh, Doctor Who stories. I think it it just it, it it annoys me more than it pleases me. So I think I've kind of maybe maybe kind of been pulled away from Murray Gold a little bit. And I'd say, yeah, I, yeah. The, the other thing as well is is it's almost like Dudley Simpson in the seventies, right? So Dudley Simpson it got to a point where he scored pretty much every episode of, of Doctor Who. And because yeah. of that, like Murray Gold, he, he kind of became the sound of it and part of the identity of it. So when it changed in in series eighteen to you know much more synthesized and kind of you know synthesized flutes and guitars electric guitars and things like that it sounded sounded very strange and it changed the character of doctor who it it literally felt like you you're watching a different show and i think that also happened with the transition between murray gold and segan akinola for years murray gold had been part of the dna that sound that you know that that whole acoustic vibe and character yeah. that came from that you pull that out and it feels like a different show and it's quite a wrench you know to suddenly yeah, find I, I yourself filled people... by atmospheric yeah. blurbs and ambient sounds which which i loved yeah. and but you know even for me it felt whoa it, this is different you know and and i would rather actually rather than say it should be this or should be that i would love marigold to return for sure i would love sagan akinola to return but more than that i would love it if they experimented with different people on different stories so they find somebody who is a great fit for this this kind of story you know and maybe it's marigold again maybe you know may, maybe the story is bold and brilliant and joyous and yeah. and it actually benefits from those kind of wonderful scores that he did or maybe it's a bit more moody and atmospheric maybe it is a bit more second akinola you know a bit more like the woman who fell to earth that kind of thing or more haunting like the, the ghost monument or maybe it's something completely different and like you said we have a brand new talent coming through maybe it could be um a, a sort of gestation pool for all kinds of different people working mm, in the industry yeah. i would love that because again in the 80s we had different people scoring different stories and it gave each mm. each story its own character identity yeah yeah i i uh, i thought the same thing when i watched runaway bride recently for for podcasts that we did before christmas it's great music but it, it was really loud and often it's it's kind of telling you exactly that you know, what yeah you feel and i, and I hate being told what to what to do yeah, Jeff, yeah. what to feel and what i you know. yeah, know shut up yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um i will say that uh um, Murray gave us a, a banger of a theme for the Eleventh Doctor. Oh, um, yeah, that is my so favourite. Actually, I, I do like. Or and, maybe and the Twelfth. Actually, thinking about it, the Twelfth Doctor's mm. one. It, it, that sort of electronic uh, feel to it. it was so good. And and I went to see um, uh, what do they call it? The Mon- the Monsters show, mm. uh, something like that, which was the Matt Smith show that was. Um, a live production where the monsters oh, came okay. out into oh, the audience. Oh, there was also the proms, wasn't there? Doctor Who at the proms, the, which I yeah, loved. Yeah, it was those. a bit like that, where they, they have the people in the suits coming out and stuff, and, and it had a 
had a story with with mm. uh, I can't remember who was playing him, but he he was he was capturing uh, the Doctor and and, and creatures, oh. and he had them on stage yeah. and stuff. And, and Matt Smith had done some video elements for it. Anyway, it was the first night of the show mm. of the tour at um, Wembley Arena, and uh, we were held up in terrible traffic, and, and traffic. we were going to be late for it. And um, yeah. Wembley actually st- delayed the start of the show because so many people were late and, and were, were running in and, and sitting mm. down and then like curtains up, you know. But uh, Matt Smith was actually there on that first night and um, he, he stood up and he, you know, he did this to, you know, and everyone cheered. Yeah, so that was yeah. really nice. Um, and then I went to see the, the equivalent with the, the 12th Doctor uh, era and um, Murray Gold was mm. conducting, I think. It was an orchestra and they showed clips on the screen and the monsters came out. There was no kind of story element to it this time. Um, and the, the feel of, uh, you know, is it called Am I a Good Man? It's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Being played mm. live was, oh, quite fa- mm. absolutely Shivers fantastic. down the spine yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant, yeah. yeah. So shame, shame they didn't do one for, for seconds music, but, uh, you know, we, we got live, mm. you know, we got events instead, you know, so, so that was cool. Um, so, uh, one of our other questions was River Song, yes or no? Mm. Do you like the Doctor's wife? Did she start out as a great character uh, or overstay her welcome? Uh, or did you love the exploration of her timeline? Did you like the catchphrases? <laughs> so, Lauren, who's mm. at Gallifreyan, says, I love River, River, both in the show and her extended universe Brilliant. appearances. She's definitely one of my favourite DW characters and I love the group dynamic she has with the Doctor, Amy and Rory. Cynical Archivist, who's at Calidus Dominus, says she's an interesting character and a superb concept, but unfortunately, at times, she fell into sexist tropes. Mm. I have mixed thoughts, iconic as she is. Well, still plenty to enjoy. Um, Rock, Rossio, who's at Riversong underscore 11DW, now that, that username might give you some idea here. Totally, yes. She was the first character in Doctor Who that caught my mm. attention. I love her. I think her lines are great. Alex did a perfect job playing her, uh, although I would have liked us to have more details about her relationship uh, with the Doctor. Shaken Not Stirred, who's at Shayak, says there's no such thing as too much of a song. She's a favourite, oh, and I'm sorry she did mm. not appear with The Last Doctor. Um, by Riker's Beard. Just about perfect. Um, Punished Star Wars fan who's at Punished Jake mm-hmm. 2 says I don't think she overstayed her welcome but I don't think she should come back let some characters remain in the era so that era stays special uh, personally I don't think bringing Donna back is necessary either yeah I, I think <laughs> keeping people in their era is, is good because then it's you know, like he says it's special to yeah them. maybe but then if that was um, the case we wouldn't have had Sarah Jane back in the new series would we yeah, I was going to say, but but not everyone. I think I, for mm. me, River is so tied to eleven, um, and although I, she appeared with twelve and ten, you know, uh, and ten as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but she she it felt so mm. you, you know intrinsic with eleven, um, and and yeah, I suppose I'll contradict myself. It would have been fun to see her with thirteen. That would have been fireworks, wouldn't it? But. Uh, um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of all right that mm. she she hasn't come back. I'll, I'll, my view on her, she started out brilliant in in um, silence, uh, f- yeah. silence in the library, 
Um, absolutely, you know, love the mystery. I thought she was brilliant. I kind of like that that sort of flirty, mm. uh, you know, kind of saucy, outrageous kind of confidence and everything. But um, I'll be honest, as she, as she went through in series six and you know, mm. five, six, seven, I found a kind of I didn't like her. Uh, I felt that you know, hello, sweetie, and spoilers mm. and all of that started to get a bit overused, and I felt that she was kind of just a bit annoying it's kind of rare that I find a character annoying but I just kind of she just wasn't my favourite but then when they did um, was it the, the Husbands of River Song where, where she was with Capaldi I thought she was brilliant again and, and I, I just felt like there was a bit more done with her in that yeah. one and it was you know when they're standing mm-hmm. there watching the, is it the Towers of yeah. Derillium or whatever it was really lovely and you know quite quite moving mm-hmm. and uh, I felt like yeah that's it. it it felt more like how I felt when she was in uh, yeah. Silence in the Library and, and whereas in the in the interim it was just a lot of the same mm-hmm. stuff and you know I, I yeah I wasn't a big I'm I'm a similar mind of you, actually, Jeff. I the Silence in the Library is one of my all-time favourite Doctor Who stories of yeah, ever. It's, it's yeah. definitely brilliant, and actually, Time of Angels, Flesh and Stone, when which is the next story we see her in, right? With the first one with Matt Smith. Yeah, that's that's another, an another banger. Yeah, and she's great in that as well because yeah. we don't we don't know who she is at that point. Still, we yeah, right? and, and still I think at that mystery. point I was like. Oh yeah, it's great. She's back. She's mm. fun. But then, like I said, it's and we don't old, know if she's a good know. person or a bad person, right? We don't know what her no. motives are, and she's mm. definitely, you know, she's definitely someone who who's driving a part of the plot, but it's not a part mm. that the Doctor is necessarily aware of, or you know what I mean? It's, no. It could be it could be working in tandem, or it could be working against. And there's that edge that keeps me yeah. watching it as it as it um. As it develops, and it was fun that they, you know, they were going in, mm. in different directions for their timeline. Very, yeah, no, that was good. That was, very, it was a nice thing clever. when we first saw it. Yeah, I, I liked <coughs> all of that, um, and uh, yeah, just just didn't kind of work mm. in that middle. There's, there's a couple of comments here. I'd just like to read quickly. Um, big Finnish listener who's at listener big says one of my faves, Camp Goddess. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Mr. At Mr. Brad Preston says she had the most chemistry with Capaldi. Oh, um, interesting. And, um, mm. That's it. That is interesting because I really like them together, and I didn't dislike her with with Matt, but it just always felt a bit. You know, I, there was an age gap, and well, it just was a bit like I, I, like I on screen. Yeah, age gap. I, yeah, I know what you mean there. Actually, I, I never really thought about that. Not, I, not I kind of think there's there's a point in the Eleventh Doctor's timeline or stories whatever where it just mm. seemed to be always about river song what what, what is it yeah. you know when when we see um mel's come she's into in, things what's that yeah, is that series five the, series six know, that's series six of the opening isn't it with yeah um, and we get all you know the silence and then and we get, the, let, let's kill, kill hitler, hitler and, yeah and it, yeah you know. good, good man goes to war and yeah mm. that that was it i think it was series six it like you exactly like you said it felt more like her it's it's about story, yeah, her sh- yeah you know and and actually I, I remember at the time feeling like you know it's the river song show mm. at the moment which is whereas, great if you like river song which is great whereas yeah well but, and on the flip side of that when it was the clara show with capaldi i didn't mind that no, I, you I know, didn't because like that i liked either. clara because <laughs> you didn't like that um and th- there's um i was going to mm. say uh with with river yeah you know 
sometimes when you're watching things, you think, I can't believe those two people together. Mm. Like, okay. I never really yeah, yeah, bought Rory and Amy, into it. you know. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, Rory and Amy, you know, he's a, he's a you know, wet fish and she's a... See, I, I do buy into never, that totally, because you know. I love but Yeah, that, you said before you did. This, so, this and, is what and sparks other people the do, interesting but, debate between yeah. us, Mr. Jeff. It is, yeah. And I, I mean, I'm objectively right about <laughs> that. You know, she, she would never go for a guy like that. But River and the Doctor, mm. it just was a bit, you know... I'm not saying, you know, an older woman or an older man can't, you know... But the Doctor but, is, you know, it, it is actually, thousands of years old. If it was a younger woman... Yeah, so narratively, mm. it's it's okay. But if it, if it was a younger woman and an older man in, in the... You know the roles were reversed. I don't know if it would be looked on so so favourably. But anyway, I'm going to move on from that. Can uh, I just the metal say? Oh, yes, one. Yep. yes. Uh, uh, it, James, the metal Hoovian, says she's one of my all-time favourite characters, and I love her series, The Diary of River Song. Um, and there were a few points uh, tweets from people talking mm. about that big finish series and, and how they they really enjoyed those. Um, Brilliant. Additional yeah. ones. Um, I just want to read one here. This is Shah, who's at Raznok Chintzy. I've probably said that wrong. I'm really sorry. Uh, yes, her catchphrase is my text tone for my husband. Oh, brilliant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I really love. Um, I wish she had one or two mm. more episodes of 12, but the one we got was It was, was a, good, it was a yeah. good one. Yeah, it was. I, I yeah. think... I think the worst part of River Song actually, was the name of the Doctor, I think when she yeah. literally appears just to just to tell everybody about the plot i think she yeah. spends a good 20 25 minutes of that episode just explaining things admittedly running very quickly and very dramatically with everything mm -hmm. going on from one place to another but she is literally bang 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 and that's no disservice to alex kingston it's she's always she's, really she's fabulous. good even she's if you know she's absolutely yeah. brilliant with it and there are some genuine moments even in that story where 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 she just you know you just can't take your eyes off her and you just like yeah, this is, you know it's generally surprising but for the most part in that story particularly she's just she's just there to serve the plot and literally yeah. serve it dish it up tell us and tell yeah. the other guys what's what's going on and it's just yeah. and i i just i i, I didn't personally enjoy that at all and i think that's not what we you know that, that that's not what i signed up for if you if you know what i mean that's that's my take on it yeah so i'm just going to end with two uh, mm -hmm. tweets our friend camille mckenzie who's Hi, at yes. Creek, says um, my favorite character of all time uh, and josh you are who's at just underscore joshing underscore 92 says best character ever you know it's great people love absolutely that, and i think that's yeah, brilliant yeah. and i and i don't I don't dislike the character, but I do, don't like some of the stuff, you know, some of the appearances. I, I think it, it was a bit overdone after a while, but that's just me. That's just him. So, our next question. Yes, what was the next who, one? Who or what, I think you corrected me on that, what is the best villain in all of Doctor Ooh. Who? Daleks is an obvious answer, so let's hear your other favourites. Big names or obscure names. Mm. We want to know who or what you think is the best villain that Doctor See, I, I changed... I changed that as well for, for my Facebook channel. You did yeah. change that, yeah. 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 So um, I'm just going to go with a couple here. Um, this is more really about what other people think, uh, uh, I think. So Dr. Hugh, who's at Dr. Dr. 
Who, Hugh, Hugh, <laughs> um, he says the Ravagers from Sam Sproul, Matthew Needham, Richard Sandals, amazing performances to their incredible power, nihilistic philosophies. I love their appearances in Flux, yeah. and I hope they return soon. And also the passenger for with them, John O'Mathers mm-hmm. was brilliant. Um, yeah, I really like uh, Swarm and Azure. I think the design on them is is brilliant. I liked the um, you know kind of sort of slightly camp kind of mm. evil but yeah, there was a sort of yeah. sadism and an intelligence yeah. to them uh, and we've talked to Sam Sproul and, and John O'Mathers yeah. on the podcast before and I, and I you know really mm. liked what Sam did with his part and, and John O even though he was silent was an intimidating presence you know and he's a great guy as well um, it, it, there's been a few people I've seen saying you know they, they felt that they, they kind of didn't go anywhere in, in the mm. end and you know, yes, there's, there's an element that they sort of slightly fizzled out a little bit, um, but and I hate to sort of try to you know defend stuff, but I think Flux had a lot of COVID issues, and you know I think that there may have been a bigger intention for for them. In fact, we you know we know from talking to Jono that. Yeah. And it was going to be eight episodes mm. initially, wasn't it? As as the original press release about the series said, then it became six, and it's just it's kind of clear to me that they had to condense stuff and abandon some stuff, and you know, one day maybe we'll find out. Yeah, I mean, the they're, they're still there, aren't they? They're plan. still there in the oh yeah, the and they're, you know, they're absolutely brilliant. Even, the rogues yeah, gallery. Even if the, the end, uh, mm. you know, doesn't quite kind of. Well, you see, you say be that what it could I, be. I, they still have an end, yeah, and it still I, works. I, I think it just could have been a bit. Yeah, bigger, you see, I maybe, I really you know? like that. I I and I I get where all the criticisms for that are coming from, and I can totally see the point. But personally, I I love it. And the the last words right is is it um, Azure who says it? Ascension. She wants yeah. to be you know uplifted into whatever the time. Thing does to her, and the idea of yeah. and 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 Swarm is a little bit cheesed off with it because he's got so much to so much more to give, I think. Mm. But nonetheless, he accepts he accepts it with open arms, yeah. you know, to be reabsorbed did, into was... whatever constituent it is or whatever environment yeah. it is in which those elements exist. You know, they're not yeah. then they're, they're not really physical beings. They have physical presence no. in the show. They're given it. They are ageless. They're eternal. They're part of whatever time is now and what i really liked about that whole thread in flux is that time is presented as 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 a as almost like yeah as an entity i was going to say malevolent entity Mm. in the way that it is in in sapphire and steel there is a little bit Mm. to that but it's an entity nonetheless it's a thing that is not fully understood you know not fully explored and interacts with the Mm. real the physical universe in, in, in ways that the Doctor and the Time Lords can, you know, it allows them kind of movement through through back. But the fact they have to have the Maori in place to kind of, you know, stop it being, stop it devolving into chaos and to stop it actually yeah. taking control. And so I, I, I loved that aspect oh, of it. All, all of that was so good. It, it was such a massive and, concept. Yeah, and, but it, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, you know it didn't answer everything, but personally, I, no. I wouldn't want it to. And it's the same with that ending 
with um, you know old time coming back in and kind of yeah. in a way actually doing what I've been saying the sonic screwdriver does literally kind of clicking his fingers and the bad guys mm. disappear and I I really I totally get that and you know yeah but, I, I but what I, I prefer just, um, more is the idea that these things are not destroyed they've been almost like brought back into their environment and they're yeah. there to do damage to the doctor in the future if yeah anybody wants if, to do if it that was to happen yeah I didn't dislike that at all. It just, it, if the plan had, you know, I, I'm saying that like I, I know, but mm. on the assumption that, you know, there would have there been more have been time. More. But then we might have had explanations. It, it, yeah. And I, I'd yeah, rather not I don't have know any the Chibs would have done that. I think it might have just been made a mm. bit clearer. You're probably right, maybe, actually. Yeah, Chibs, Chibs doesn't always close off his I, villains, I, yeah, I think. You, you, you know, he leaves them kind of... You know, just, you know, they, yeah, they, they're, they're never dealt with in any in any sort of fine. Well, I think they are sometimes. Well, I don't know. Actually, I'm trying to think now. I'm thinking myself on the spot. But yeah, but. not not having a full stop on everything mm. isn't necessarily a bad thing. No, it's not. Know. Do you know? What? Um, because the master pretty much always has a full stop on on you know in his interaction with the doctor, right? Yeah. Um, always, it, you know, taken away yeah. or arrested by um, unit or. Or, or killed, seemingly killed, yeah. and then only to yeah. magically resurface a few stories later down the year or next year or something. Yeah. And wait, that's our next question. Oh, it is. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get onto yeah. that. I won't, I won't do that now. Then, yeah. okay. I like so open endings. Of... Let's leave it at that then. Yeah, I, I yeah, uh, well, yeah. Uh, remember yeah. that. So, um, Gary uh, Pryke, the Banzai Kid, says, "I've always loved the Autons. Oh yeah, since before I'd even seen the only existing Autumn stories at the mm. time. Such a great idea, and Spearhead, and then Terror took the idea so much further. I was so so happy when the show came back, and they were the first. Yeah, films. me too. Yeah, I, I like that too yeah. because it, you know it was a new, it was a good link to the past, new start for the show. It, yeah, exactly. And it, but it was saying to classic fans, don't you be know, afraid. We, we we haven't. It's still the yeah. same show. We haven't forgotten the past. Um, in even though it was kind of those things were drip fed, mm. you know, throughout, but but it, it made quite a bold statement, I think, you know. Um, Alex Storer at the Light Dreams says, after the Daleks and Davros, I love Davros, I think he's brilliant. Uh, probably the Master, mm -hmm. and then he says, for me, Ainley, uh, the Black Guardian and the Vale Yard probably rank as some of the best too. I always had a soft spot for the Suntarans, the, the Tractators. 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 Tractators! <laughs> As Turlo puts it. The tra Tractator! Uh, <laughs> and there's so many you can't answer this, he says. Um, so I'm just going to scroll through quickly. Uh, Sandra B, who's at Chip Rocky, says the Weeping Angels are terrifying. Yeah, we've got a few of them yes. on Facebook, uh, a few Weeping Angels. Yeah, mm. few, few of them. And I would second that. And I actually said to Sandra, um, especially in real life, in Time Fracture. So if anyone else listening, watching, did Time Fracture, you'll know that there's a bit where you um, you, you you go into a you go out through a door and you come into a corridor and it's it's all it's really cold. And it's it's quite dark, mm. and then you realise. I think it's somehow you you see the weeping angels are here, Ooh. or something's written on the wall. Ooh. It's all this like yeah, uh, like tarpaulin type plastics, see through gauze um, sheet Some materials, yeah. gauze type stuff hanging yeah. from the ceiling. And then suddenly the lights flicker and they go out, and then you turn around and the angels have appeared oh, like behind yeah. you. And and like <laughs> even though you know it's actors because I can see you, that the mask is did slightly, you do a you know, toilet? but I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my <laughs> my utility belt <laughs> failed and my trousers <laughs> fell down. Um, 
you, yeah. you still kind of go, oh, shit, and uh, the lights go out, and then, you know, in that split yeah. second when they go back on, they've moved again, oh, and they're getting close to you, and, and the whole time with yeah. um, Time Fracture and anything where they, like, interact with you, I can't help <laughs> kind of laugh, because they're a bit like, oh, my God, it's really scary, it's a weeping game right in front of me, but it's really cool at the same time, <laughs> and then... They start to chase yeah. you, and and the lights are going off, and they're like, oh, that's you cool. know, doing all this, yeah. and, and you 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 run down, like moving mm. this stuff out of the way, and you and you and you get out, and it, it was absolutely brilliantly done. Uh, was, oh, well done, so the time fracture so, people. Yeah, that that was fantastic. Yeah. Um, quite so. Um, oh, Eddie, uh, Lord President of the High Council at LPOTHC, says uh, Sutek the Destroyer. Mm. Now that is a villain who needs a new Who return. Um, and I said, actually, there's some comic books with the Tenth Doctor mm. in where he he returns. Um, tenth Doctor, yeah. A couple of, yeah. Uh, surprise, surprise. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so there was a few mm. comments like Andre, who's at uh, Prydonian Zero Six uh, Cybermen, um, like in the, the body horror. Um, a couple of people uh, for the um, silence. I. I I love the science. I like the design of, you know, like the mm. scream and the suit, like the men in the black and men in black in the 60s and all of that kind of stuff. I felt that they started, that like the concept of them is brilliant, mm. but I felt by the end of Series 6 when they were sort of just essentially bodyguard type things for The Silence, which was the uh, yeah. religious order, I was a bit like... Oh. I, I, to be honest, I of, don't think I even followed it at that point. I'd lost, I'd lost I, all, I all being, kind of, or, or given up on, on any attempt to make sense of of any of that timeline at all. It's a, do you know, what, just give me the episode as it is. I don't care anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah they, they they became uh, not not great. Uh, oh, no, I love the episodes. Don't get me wrong. It's just the whole convolutions of, of the timeline. You know, oh, yeah. The no, no, I'm sorry. I just meant the, the, oh, the, the silence. silence. I liked, yeah, 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 I liked yeah. that they were but this sort of... To be fair... You know, they'd taken over Earth. Yeah, but, that, that yeah. happens a lot in Doctor Who, though, where we have a really great monster, and it's great for its first one, maybe two stories, and then afterwards can get reused as just a bit of a foot soldier come presence, mm. you know... Yeah, that, that's what happened with them. Really, mm. they, they were they were made good again, so to they speak. They were made in, um, good in again. Big in a big Finnish unit series oh, called Silenced, where mm. they were, they were sort of living in a house. And oh, stuff, okay, and it was, oh, that's it, interesting. It was really good. Um, looking at all these these comments here, uh, Matt Stanhope, who's at Matt Stanhope seventeen, says, "I'm torn between the Zygons mm. and the we- Weeping Angels." No, the the Crinoid. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, Ashad, Tardis Treasures, uh, like like Ashad, um, Jason Marshall, who's at Jason M two five eight seven zero, says, did someone mention Sontarans? And he's, he's put a, a fantastic picture there, a signed uh, Sontaran, uh, a picture that um, was one of the actors from Flux. The Sontarans were great in Flux, weren't they? Mm. Uh, they were sort of back back to what I liked. About yeah, them, playing up the war angle, yeah. but I also love. Chocolate. No, I know you do like that. that, that, that yes, was, I did like that. Yeah. that. That was great fun. Yeah. So, uh, very quickly, give me your top three villains. My top three villains. Um, I can't do that quickly. I, 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 I don't know. Okay, I'm go going to go for the silence. Then. Okay. I'm going to go for the weeping yeah, angels. Yeah. And I'm, uh, 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 I'm going to go for. Uh, uh, 
Oh god, I like the Zygons because I like the Sackers. Oh yeah, yeah. Cool. Sackers are good. I, I, I mean, yeah. where... but I like, I like the Skithra as oh, well. Yeah, I like yeah. the Skithra's yeah, design. Yeah, she's good. Yeah, I. Uh, I also like the Mighty Pating. Someone did comment. Oh, they the did. Mighty You're right. You can't, you can't forget that little bastard. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so my top three. I don't, I'm not sure about the top three, but when I was a kid, I was obsessed with Sontarans. I'd, I'd never actually seen them in a series because the Sontaran experiment was a little bit before my time, and obviously, no, I don't recall ever it being repeated. But obviously, growing up on the Target books, I'd read the adventures they were in. So I read the Sontaran experiment, which is vicious. The time, the Time Warrior, where they first appeared, the Invasion of Time, which I did actually kind of half recall. I think um, so. The first time I actually saw them on TV was was watching the two doctors, and I remember being really excited when the the Sontaran uh, scout ships are kind of uh, or attack Sontaran attack craft are first identified, and it's let us, it's it's known that their intention is hostile. And I used to, I used to write little fanfic stories about Sontarans just outside of Doctor Who and try to figure out you know why how they could have been developed. I used to think of them as a kind mm. of um, actually, like a bioweapon, almost. You know, they've been created by somebody to fight the Rutans, but that the original creators have mm. been kind of either destroyed or lost to the mist of time, and all they had left That's... was this kind of self-perpetuating army of clones mm. that had just been left with a simple function to fight and survive and grow because yeah. it had to do that. And just, you know, because that's the only thing that some Tyrans understand is, yeah. is that. That's what they're bred for. That's what they're, they're developed for. So I used to, I used that's, to write a few little things about that. Yeah, that's a very interesting idea. You know, some of the We're talking about it's a great idea. See, I'm going to write yeah, it. Really yeah, there's idea. a story waiting like, to be told. You, you, see, um, <laughs> you see, like, the Dalek ship mm. and stuff, and I think, how have they built all that? They've only got suckers and claws. How, they, use, know, they use they slave, must, they, slave labor, slave races. They must have... They must have minions. Yeah, mm, they they do. This this is that. why when when you watch a Terry Nation script, a Terry Nation Dalit script, there's always a bunch. There's the always a bunch of humans carrying big blocks yes. of masonry from one big, place to another, in in uh, living day to day in formation. fear of radiation, radiation, yes. radiation you, fallout. Yes, I'd, you do see Death that. And fallout. I'm, but you don't see that in the new series. No, but we need that back. We need those rows of humans yeah. carrying blocks want, of concrete oh, well, that's through a quarry. That's what I want to see, yeah. Marching, quick step, together awesome. yeah, for yeah. unnamed jobs. We yeah. did have um, uh, okay. some good ones on our Facebook, actually. I just want to bring some of these guys in because there was yeah, a dude, lot please. coming through, actually. Yeah, fa- Facebook followers, you, you're growing. You are, and, and we, we love you for it. For but one we haven't I'm just going to pull... In numbers, not size. I'm just going to pull this one out from Stanislav Stanley Migra, or Migra, um, who says, I think this is brilliant, actually, I really loved Warchief from War Games. Still kind of feel that Warchief and the Master should be the same person even if it's not absolutely love that series by which i mean the war games i think i think it's probably the best final series for any doctor but i'm too much of a second doctor fanboy so i might not see things clear they finish off with <laughs> which i thought was great you know we had a little bit of a chat about tobias vaughan and the invasion and stuff like that but you know what yeah that's another thing i mean yeah people you know these one-off villains there's a lot of really good ones on there. I, I'm a big fan of the War Chief as well. I think we might have seen him in in a Terence Dix novel, uh, an Eighth Doctor novel, or, or something thereafter. I'm not sure, um, and maybe a big finish. I think possibly. I, I'm not an expert on that, but yeah, um, there was a few, me, and we yeah. had a lot of people for the Weeping Angels. And someone pointed out they could only see three pictures out of our four. 
Um, which because one was a song. Yeah, I see. We did. we pl- we had a bit of a laugh <laughs> with that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sorry, what was that one you said? Oh, what was it again? I can't remember. What, yeah, we had. What a, we talking about? We had a lot of fun. But yeah, lots for the Daleks, uh, for the Davros. There's someone here has put um, the 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 master as seen uh, in the um, uh, the deadly assassin, which is which is a pretty good old crispy uh, Tom ba- Tom Baker's. Yeah. Um, Master, there we go. Yeah, so that would be quite good. Magnus Greel, Sutek, brilliant. Lots of those. Yeah, loads of villains. Great. That's the great thing about Doctor. We love the monsters. Yeah. We love the villains. Yeah, it, it's nice seeing the the classics. Uh, yeah, up in, the, in these sort of lists, but also you know the the non classics, the ones who don't appear mm. all the time, and you know like uh, you know are not kind of the big three or four that, that we get. So that kind of leads us on to the next. Uh, question yes, it does. That we did, which was Sasha Master is he dun, before dun, or after dun. Missy? Right, uh, and I said, you tell us and back it up with your reasoning oh. why. Now I'll be honest, this this was a bit mad. This yeah, one it was. because yeah, you poked a hole in the hornet's of, nest there, mate. I, I did hear because <laughs> um, there's sort of official confirmation that he's um, oh, after, okay. yeah. which I believe mm. is in a an annual maybe. Um, I mean, everyone can have their own headcanon. You know, I kind of view if it's if it's not stated mm. in the show, it's not clear. Uh, some people kind of rightly uh, or justifiably, I guess, feel that if Sasha comes after Missy, it undoes all of Missy's character arc. Um, yes, I suppose uh, it literally does, but I think it was inevitable that the master would have returned, mm. and the master is a naughty boy or girl, and and you know to think that uh, you know the master would have returned, continuing the Missy arc, particularly in the way that Who is done mm. with you know essentially new showrunner, new era, and this new management moving in, yeah. yeah. Repeated mm. that they want to make their own mark on it, as is their right as showrunner. Mm. I I think it's unlikely that the master would have come back and been, you know, goody sort of thing. But also, uh, like I was talking about, the eleven from mm. from the Big Finish audios, who's played by Mark Bonner, and the eleven is a is a genius creation for anyone who hasn't uh, encountered uh, him. He, he's a time lord with, I think they call it, cognitive dis- yeah. dissonance where each uh, previous incarnation is is uh, active in the mm-hmm. head uh, and, and he, he kind of switches to them for, for short periods of time. Um, and there is a, a good version in there, one who tried hard to be good and was kind of actively mm-hmm. working against the, the, the previous versions. You know, one of them's a kleptomaniac, one of them's an absolute psycho, one of them's like, you know, really horrible and rude and, you know, but it's just brilliant. So... You know, we never saw Missy regenerate. Yep, get it. That's that's fine. I just think, you know, it, it was obvious that, that, you know, it would have come back. You know, we saw John Sims' master, uh, you, you know, mm. die, get burned and whatever. Um, but there was a magic uh, decoder ring that brought him back in some sort of witchcraft ceremony and gobbledygook. That's, that's fine. You know, so yeah. it, just because we saw Missy die, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what happened before... Sasha's master turn up, you know. We, well, how do we know he didn't come back via, you know, magic decoder ring or, <laughs> or something? So, yeah. You know, something. So for me, mm. uh, I suspect he probably was after, um, and that's absolutely fine. Mm. It doesn't bother me that you know Miss Missy's uh, stuff was absolutely brilliant. It doesn't uh, undermine any of that. I, I think it's you know, 
like I said, it's it's not likely that the show mm. would have carried on uh, and and you know the, the character arcs end in an era. You know, they they don't really kind of move forward. Yeah, they so, they re- rarely move forward. I think rarely so, even in the so, old days. Yeah, so I, I'm not gonna go through all these comments. There's lots of them. Thank you to everyone who commented. Uh, one, oh, actually, sorry, uh, Mike Baldock at vote Mike Baldock said concurrent. They are alternative versions of Ooh. the same re- regeneration. Which is that's quite an interesting, interesting one. Idea. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, because you can't cross your own timelines mm. and stuff. But uh, the idea that you know it, it's they're from different points and they're still out there and stuff is, is cool. So yeah, some people were like, yeah, it's after. Mm. Some people were before. Some people were quite annoyed that you know Sasha's master could have been after. Um, but yeah, it, I think it's mm. a, a, an individual thing. So. There's no mm. definitive answer. We may well have seen you know an official confirmation in in an annual. Well, there was possibly mention of somewhere else, yeah. um, but um, it, it's it's kind of up to you as as the viewer. Yeah, I think I think, I think that's my take uh, on it. To be honest, you know. yeah. So uh, he's brilliant. No, she's brilliant. Um, so that also leads into this next question, which is which showrunner? Wait, wait, wait! I didn't answer that. You didn't what? ask me my opinion oh, on it. Sorry, I just said well, I agreed with well, you up to that did. point. You didn't <laughs> ask me whether I thought she was before or after, but. What's, what's your no, view? I don't really bother to be honest. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it, you know, the, the, like, like I said a, a few minutes ago, it's like the master always dies at the end of every encounter with the Doctor, sort well, of y- y- yeah. in the old days, and, and always popped up again, a bit like a pantomime villain. Yeah. We never saw Del Roger Delgado's master regenerate. We didn't need to. We saw what happened to Old Crispy in the Keeper Truck and mm-hmm. stealing the body of Tree Mouse. We saw what happened to um, in the TV movie, the mask getting disintegrated yeah, yeah. and suddenly, for yeah. some reason, becoming a, an amorphous kind of blobby snake CGI thing yeah. that went into Bruce's mouth and has consumed his body. And then the master's back as Derek Jacobi, having been, I don't know, yeah. somehow integrated into the Time War. Do you know what? Yeah, do you know what I mean? That's... It's, with, with that, you know... He's he's gonna come. He's back. gonna come back. Um, he or she is gonna come back. And, and I get I to, get the whole Missy thing. I did like what what was attempted with her through that um, season ten arc because um, she did start season nine. I think really really nasty. And as I went <clears> through it, the, maybe the Doctor was starting to actually get to her because he would kept her locked yeah. up for so long. But in my head, I can reconcile it because that spaceship was still there, right? That that. Big cyber spaceship on the edge of a black hole. Who knows yeah. what the master had to do to get out of that, and what they went yeah. through, and how many yeah, regenerations exactly. or whatever they yeah. might have had to endure, or yeah. how many ways of stealing somebody else's life to get through it. And when we see the Sasha yeah. Master in in Thirteen's era, he's totally deranged, you know. And yeah. that's you know I can I can head cannon it through that if I like. But I, I don't feel the need to actually personally. It's just the master's always going to be better. Yeah, it's, yeah, the master's. Yeah, I, you know, it's inevitable. And you know, to, to with respect, to think that it was going to finish with Missy, mm. that's not going to happen. And you know, people justifiably love Missy's arcs, great. But I, I don't think any showrunner after would have gone. Well, that's that's how mm. it ended. I'm not going to do that because that you know they want their their cracker. The classics, you know, the big villains and stuff. So yeah, I mean, there, there know, might just... have been a story to be told where Missy is kind of pushed over the edge, perhaps. You know, so there's she, she's mm. really. I mean, but then I think the Doctor Falls kind of does that 
to be fair, yeah. because I think that moment where she kills her early self or kills the John Sim master and he kills her, yeah. and she ends by laughing at it, is almost like a, a, a sort of acceptance that whatever she thought or whatever you know whatever she thought she might achieve with the doctor on her side was never going to happen she's not that person no. this no, well, this that, person yeah. in the lift sh- who just shot her who she's just shot that's who she is and i think yeah that's i was going to say i think that that stuff there showed mm. that you know the master may have tried to be good but it, it's it's not i, I don't even show. think she tried to be to be honest i think she was she seemed a bit half-hearted about the whole trying to be good thing you know and who knows it was her it was it was her piloting of the TARDIS that brought it to that spaceship on the edge of the Mm -hmm. black hole so yeah you know who knows what might have been happening even if it was just a subconscious thing yeah so um the other question was which showrunner out of the the three knew who uh, wrote which made you feel in the best in your opinion Daleks oh this one so this was, this, this, if the last question this, prodded the hornet's nest this one drove a truck yeah. through so, so let me just uh, say so this This had 182,000 views there was 536 likes 204 quote tweets yeah. 32 reads I can't I, see I don't know what you were thinking of, of Jeff, the... really asking these questions man. well actually I, I didn't do that I one think, on Facebook um, I left that one no, off. I'm not going I, there <laughs> this this might have been um, this might have been an idea from our friend Cooper Hillier um, yeah he's got a lot to answer for so thanks for that Coop um, but no, we, we asked these questions because we wanted to uh, I just wanted to know encourage. really don't we you know, it's, yeah it's no we, we wanted to know what question. people think um, and, and there's there's no kind of you know malice or anything intended with it um, and, and you know we'll talk about it but you know replies and stuff don't always go the way you kind of think they will um, <laughs> but th- this was you know t- to see it's asking questions it's it's you know and, and we wanted to uh, you know in- increase our reach well, and, and people's awareness of us and that worked so you know I mean th- th- these these are topics that are often rising up in 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 yes. on social media in, in fan circles right and it just we just thought it'd be a good idea just to kind of pull it all in, you know, for better or worse, and just kind of get a sort of litmus test on on where people are on this. Because you know, mm. it's a question we could all be sitting around in a pub asking ourselves. So go on, there, mate. Yeah. Who do you think did the Daleks best thing? Because I think it was Russell. No, no, no. It's quite clearly Stephen Moffat. No, no, no. It was Chris Chibnall who was the yeah. best one. He did all of them. In. No, no, you're on, mate. No, Russell was the best. We do that around the pub. So we thought let's do it on what? social. Looking at the answers here, which which I'll come to in a mm. sec, it, it's all individual opinion, and and I think so much of it is what your personal taste. Of course, it is. Yes, there is no, there is no right or wrong. So some people here uh, feel that Moffat mm. wrote the master best because they love Missy so much, and and they like which what is he fine. Did with her. Yeah. They like that demented. You know, they mm. like the demented. And they, they like Mary that story. They they love Missy as a character, yeah. and you know, I can't imagine well, any of the others would have done that with the master. No, so uh, because that just it just felt a very Moffat thing to definitely. do. Where some people and he did it really, really well. Liked. I I love Missy. Yeah. I think she's fantastic. The first time we'd really yes. seen a, a, a different take on the master, I think. Yes, and and that's why you know partly why it worked mm. so well, you know. When and then other people really like the kind of, you know, maniacal John Sim master, <laughs> you, you know, the, the RT, T, RTD, the, the, the big jumper, then, uh, you know, jump, 
scale, jump over tall yeah. buildings in a single bound. Hungry, you know, hungry. I can't like that as well, though, to be honest. You know, but like it, you know, it's it. silly. It's fun. Mm. You know, and the master, particularly like with Sasha's master, there's there's an element of kind of, you know, glee and sort of mania in, oh, in totally. what they're doing. He is, in, and, you know, he is chaos. I think the Johnson master exists yeah. purely for chaos. Like even disrupting Missy's timeline. Really, in the in the mm. in the Doctor Falls, it's he, he that's himself that he's doing it to, and he gets so much fun out of doing it. Yeah, he does. just because and he I can. Is, is you know the the, <clears throat> the the end of time storyline where he he creates the master. Race. Exactly, <laughs> it's so stupid, it's bonkers, but, but it's, it's brilliant, brilliant. Yes. at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, you know, and poor John Sim had to dress it mm. up in all those different outfits for that. That shot yeah, tabloids you know, gone but, to that. It, it just or everywhere. John it, Simon address. They yeah. loved it. Yeah, you know, and it was just just, saying. just brilliant fun. So <laughs> there, there was masses of um, uh, comments here from people. Mm. My <coughs> summarization was that uh, generally people really liked RTD Star looks. Mm. And there was also quite a lot of love for Chibnall's Daleks, the way you know he kind of had the the lone um, junkyard Dalek yeah. and, and made it mm. you know terrifying. People kind of I would say leaned towards Moffat's Missy uh, as, as the sort of, sort of favourite master mm. uh, incarnation. Um, Cybermen was, was to be honest, I felt kind of going towards Chibnall, particularly with the Shad. Mm. Um, people felt that. Uh, RTD did some really good stuff. There was quite a lot of love for Age of Steel uh, in there, but Moffat's were sort of silver Iron Men that, that kind of flowed around a bit. Um, and then people threw in some bonuses uh, like the Weeping Angels and you know yeah. giving a kudos to Moffat for those and the Silence um, and and Chibnall's handling of the Sontarans mm. as well. Uh, and um, you know, so it was it was a sort of you know. That that that's my takeaway from it all, and there was you know some people only really liked RTD's versions mm. and stuff. Some people liked Moffat's versions, but reading through the uh, you know the responses and people's kind of thinking behind stuff and why they liked certain you know iterations of these classic characters was, was really interesting. Um, and, yeah, and, uh, yeah. And then there was a couple of people who who threw in. Uh, classic Who names, and you know, I was quite surprised to see some people say they didn't think any of the new Who uh, showrunners handled any of the villains. Okay, well, interesting. You know, which, which really surprised mm. me. Did any, um, I didn't see any you know, much on the Autons. Did anybody pick the Autons and nest and the nesting out? Given that they were the uh, first no, in, um, you know, no, in Rose. because this was. This was asking. Oh about yeah, the kind yeah, of yeah. Between the show, the big, yeah. good the, point, the, good point. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. major villains. Yes, yeah, so there, there wasn't any of those. Yeah. Mm. What What's your? Uh, who Who do you feel wrote each of the big big villains best? Well, now you're asking me there, Jeff. Now let me tell you I something. Am you there. Right. Okay. So I I think it's um it's an entirely personal thing, and it's whatever you prefer your mm. monster to be. Right. There's my thinking behind it. So the Daleks. My th- thinking is. Russell wrote them as kind of um he just had a lot of fun with them. Russell wrote the Daleks as um as the Daleks were when I was a kid, I think. You know, just great, just literally flying through the skies, going through the streets in their flying saucers and blasting, exterminating everything. They were just you know, and I know that Dalek, that standalone Dalek story mm. is is in is in Russell T D's era, but I 
I give that to Rob Sherman because he yeah, wrote he the original really story book, yeah. on which it was based, and he wrote that script. And okay, Russell kind of you know developed it alongside him, but the 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 credit for that that particular type of Dalek goes to Rob Shearman and I think it's astonishingly good. I'm not a big fan of of the Daleks as just kind of um you know I I think this this whole thing about them flying around in doomsday fighting the Cybermen I I didn't like that at all but you know if I if if I was 10 at the time I would I probably yeah. would have loved it. But yeah. I, it's not what I wanted as an adult. But you know th- that that's fine. I I just didn't enjoy it. And you know, so I just interrupt. There's, yeah. that's an important thing to remember that this show appeals to such a mm. wide audience. Oh, totally. It be, yeah. It must be impossible. It is for the show to please everybody. You know, yeah. Because RTD probably <clears throat> understands. He has uh, actually been got... called RTD now, isn't he? We don't call him Russell anymore. No, he is called no, RTD. He is RT. Yeah. Um, but he, you know, he, he knew that the show kind of was aiming at oh, and, and it totally kids needed well. that it absolutely yeah, it needed you know, that and, and if, we, if we had see... 10 episodes of Dalek or 12 episodes 13 episodes of Dalek you know the Daleks presented as a single minded killing machine with lots of psychology behind it yeah, yeah the kids would have switched it, off it, it, we exactly, needed to see you know, millions yeah. of them blasting through space in their yeah. sp- flying saucer literally just shooting the crap out of and, everything and he, you know that and it was brilliant doing it like that and making the Cybermen you know <laughs> Mm. You, know, you you can do, do it that in again? the playground. That? That really you know that, that, that noise they make. Not you bad. Um, you know, but whereas Moffat made things a bit you know darker and a bit more kind of yes. adult. You know, as, yeah. as the viewers have grown up a little bit, and then the same with Chibnall. You know, the people were mm. you know we were all younger, of course, watching RTD, and then we're we're older, and you know Daleks flying around on mass repeatedly is not the spectacle no, it's, that it, it it's, it's it a lot of fun 15 years ago yeah, you know it's like a lot you, of fun got that great shot in but, um uh in resolution of the daleks you know they're all flying around the tardis in the revolution uh, oh yeah revolution of the daleks, the second one I yeah. get the, which is the very similar wrong. to doomsday isn't it you know it's it, in, in that respect it, it is, and they all kind of get sucked into the yeah, tardis. they fly into but, the tardis and i disliked we, that as much as I disliked the the doomsday thing, I I just you know, but Did that's you? only a personal thing. It's just not yeah, for yeah. me. It's just not why you know. I I'm no. not a massive fan. I'm gonna probably if I've got any friends left, I'm probably gonna lose them all now. But I wasn't a massive fan of um uh what, what what's it called Journey's End. Right, and well, see, that, I, really that too, that. I, I know you did, yeah. and and Freya yeah. loves it as well. And I remember the mm-hmm. both of us when she first watched that, and I'd seen it a couple of times. And I'm like, oh god, here we go. You know, she was literally jumping, punching the air. She loved mm. it when all the characters yeah. came back. We know Sarah it Jane it's, and it's, Luke in the TARDIS yeah. and Donna the Donna Doctor thing, and yeah. and again that whole thing in the second episode where it just escalates into this yeah. magnificent, joyous explosion of yeah. color and light and Daleks. You know, it's, it's brilliant. You know, it was yeah. such a I, 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 I didn't like it, but I watched her enjoy, yeah. and I thought, my God, that's yeah. that's what it's well, all about. That's uh, what it's about. That's, there, yeah, that's it. You know, that's what you you know people need to try to remember, and I'm not. Oh, I feel like you have to preface everything. <laughs> I'm not telling anyone so how funny. to live their life, but you know, the kids will love that. Yeah, you know, and, and uh, you know, Journey's End and everything was. You know, culmination of that era of the show, and it like mm. it was joyous. It celebrated it was that era of the show, didn't it? It, it did celebrate it. And... You know, and like I really like Davros in it. Mm. But then, as I, as I was, you know, that, that little bit older when they did um, uh, Magician's Apprentice, yeah. which is familiar, I really liked the, the, mm. the interpretation of Davros much, in there. Much darker you know, and, confrontation. And I, it was darker, you know, mm. and and I 
wish that uh, Chibs had had a go at him, you know, because I, I would have really. I think he would have done good, actually. Ch- Chibs, I think he would have done. Yeah, Chibs is very good, and I think I've, I've said this before on on social and on the podcast. I feel Chibs is is incredibly good at pull it, pulling out the nastiness mm. from humanity itself, and Davros kind of represents that. As always, yeah. represent that in ultra distilled form, and I think Chibs playing around with that idea, you know, given his whole kind of. Um, you know, penchant for the sort of contemporary thrillers like Broadchurch and yeah. things that he writes would have done a fan- you know, looking at Ashad even, who yeah. is a really good actual, almost like a sort of Davros-like, you know, it's obviously yes. Chips' own creation, but that pure essence of human evil, you know, he killed his own children, right, laughed mm-hmm. as, they, as they died. You don't get that in Doctor Who, right? And no. I think if we could have seen that with Davros, knowing what Davros represents... It would have been really yeah, something. He, my he my personal take is I I kind of think, I I do think actually Chris Chibnall did the best with all three, for me personally. You know I think he was able to sort of take the kind of joyous excesses of the of, of Russell T Davis. I think he took the the kind of um, you know the more introspective or more interrogative aspect that came through with Moffat. And that, but actually do do his own spin on things as well. You know, take those things a little bit further. Um, and we saw a much more maniacal master. We saw Daleks that we hadn't seen before. We saw the Dalek yeah. mutant as something itself that was itself deadly, which we, yeah, which we hadn't yeah. seen before. We got Ashad in the Cybermen. And I think you could probably argue that Ashad actually isn't really a Cyberman because, no, he's, he's you know, else. he's actually got emotions and everything else. Mm-hmm. But actually the fact that, here's a psychotic human being who wants to be a Cyberman is, is something really disturbing about that. And, and you know, that, that idea of the, of the cyborg becoming this kind of monstrous fusion of the worst of humanity and the worst of machine life is, is really powerful. Yeah, Tying that into the Frankenstein myth, I thought was, mm, was, yeah, was absolutely that, yeah, legend. So, so I think with the Cyberman yeah. in Moffat, we didn't really get, much i think they had some superpowers in in nightmare and silver that we never saw again the ai thing was quite nice but i just want to close with saying that the the daleks under moffat i thought were also good and because moffat seemed to want to get into the psychology of daleks Mm. we had we literally have in the 12th doctor particularly into the dalek right where where the 12th doctor shrunk down and, and thrust into the dalek we have magician's apprentice where there's that whole thing with davros going on and you know and and actually before that we have asylum of the dalek so each of those three stories interrogate the psychology of a dalek we have clara oswald um sorry oswin oswald right the first time we see her actually she is a dalek and we and, yeah. and looking and that's that the first time we've ever a seen twist. a dalek from a dalek's point of view yeah. who doesn't know they're a dalek right is living out his yeah. kind of fantasy world because it's the only way they can exist and rationalize yeah. what they do and, and maybe and they don't it, see it, all of what they do we've never seen that before we also no. get at the end of the magician's apprentice clara back inside the dalek which is a nice kind of bookend to that part of yeah. the story right but it's Remember. actually clara actually in a dalek and what she says what she expresses can't be expressed properly in the Dalek machines, limited yeah. vocabulary. And I, yes. I love that. I think was that really was brilliant. Good, yeah. So for me, that plus Chibnall's takes on things, you know, it's a little bit more, it's a little bit more adult than, than just having these things flying around, shooting the crap yeah. out of each other and exchanging pity comments, for me, personally. Yeah. No, well, well, we'll move on to our uh, last uh, hot take mm. in a minute. But yeah, I, I think RTD's Daleks, they've all done them well. Uh, yes, you know, the, the, we, they we brought out different aspects of them, haven't they? Because they were yeah. like that in the old series as well, to a degree. Yes. 
And, and you know, we put this question out there. And this wasn't intended to be showrunner v showrunner because that's that's. You know, <laughs> I leave that to the need, people in the replies. That's down to them. We don't need to do that. But you know, uh, they these these characters, the villains, all of them, they have uh, you know parameters that they work within. But things need to be developed and try new things to keep it fresh and interesting. Oh, Spider-Man, definitely. Yeah. You know, Spider-Man in the comics has gone through so many different things and, and, and you know, changes to keep it interesting over the years. Same with Cap and mm. becoming Nomad and, you know, uh, you know, all this sort of are stuff. Are these Marvel because characters, Jeff? They, these are Marvel characters because you can't... I, I don't want to see them all the same each time. I don't want to say, well, you know... Um, mm. You know, RTD did this with them, but Moffat didn't, so therefore he didn't do it as well. That, that's that's not how it works for me. They all did good things with them, but it mm. comes down to your personal taste for them. So I liked RTD's kind of, you know, whiz-bang mm. explosions, rushing around in the in the playground, kind of fun with the Daleks. And, and, and I really liked that is massive. You know, yeah, the, that the, aspect road, of you know, mm. the, the lone uh, Dalek mm. episode, which is just uh, amazing. And I and I really like what Chibnall did with them. I like that they weren't overused in in his uh, era. And I like that we had you know the uh, you know the mutant like mm. you said on its own, still dangerous, getting out and about and then making its own casing, which parallel thirteen making her own yep. Sonic and everything, mm. uh, and being an unstoppable killing machine. The Dalek, not the Doctor and her Sonic. Um, and then I liked you know the the uh, you know revolution of the Daleks with the two factions fighting and stuff mm. like that. Um, and you know Moffat did really good stuff for them as well. Uh, I didn't you know dislike them at all, um, but you know I kind of leaned towards Chibnall's mm. uh, version. Cybermen, same. Uh, you know I like Chibnall's stuff. I, I liked the design of um, RTDs. They were kind of Art Deco looking with with the, the suits and stuff. Um, yeah. I didn't didn't like uh, Moffat stuff particularly because I felt they were mm. really derivative looking of kind of the Iron Man suit. At I the think time. they kind of became more robotic, didn't they? In, they they in, did. They 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 lost yeah. sort of what made them them. Um, in, and there was elements with uh, RTD kind of keeping that there. You remember they find a Cyberman lying in the uh, a ten and Rose find one lying in a in a corridor oh. somewhere and it's it's a woman and she's supposed to be going to a wedding day it's just oh god it's awful mm. that bit you know it's so heartbreaking yeah. and then you know with a shad they, they really kind of played up that, that yeah. stuff in, in but there. again I mean Age of Steel was I mean it's Genesis was on was in a big finish story wasn't it Mark Platt's yeah. Spare Parts and yeah. Toby White Whithouse I, I'm not sure if he actually listened to it or not but eventually it kind of became his own thing anyway his own kind of take it became its own separate kind of genesis story for that and you know so but but again you see that that again i attribute to to toby whithouse right you know he yeah. the age of steel and was it um is it age of steel and uh what's the, the other one called I can't, rise of the cybermen duh rise of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what well, it is it's been a while. i know it, it yeah. is isn't it you know that that for me is is toby not so much russell t davis russell t yeah. davis's cybermen for me are what we see in doomsday mm-hmm. and um they were well, they they sort of in after that. Oh, it's been a while now. I honestly can't remember. But yeah, they're, they're a, couple in there. Of te- a few tenant episodes. Were, uh, a few yeah. Tenant, were they? No, I don't think they were actually. No, I think it was only that. And I then think they it was only Doomsday, it, wasn't it? When they're yeah. fighting the Daleks, which, as I said, yeah. you know, was wasn't God. massively interesting to me. 
particular. I remember the uh, shock of that cliffhanger when the the void thing opens and the Daleks come out. Yeah, it was. I remember you know, that, the, actually. Yeah. Oh, so good and the brilliance. Mm. You know, we've talked about this before, but of, of keeping secrets. Mm. You know, if you knew through leaked set photos or teases or whatever that the Daleks were coming back, that that moment would have been lost It'd completely. Been ruined. You know, spoiled fire and, and, the, and the same with Rose yeah. coming back in, in series 4 you know they, mm. they, they kept that um, bit where she throws the keys in the bin or whatever it is with Donna out of the press uh, yes. previews yeah. and only dropped it in like the mm. night before transmission or something yeah make sure they and set it back in yeah and, and that's brilliant you know to, to keep that secret and I know people feel the Chibnall area was too secretive but in my view Again, it's just my view mm. that that pays off for us as viewers because we get so many surprises. Yes, and also reminds me um, one thing we haven't said about um, Stephen Moffat and the Cybermen because it's just struck me now is that we got the Mondasian Cybermen. Oh yeah, which there was a lot of love for those yes. versions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Quite, we, quite a bit actually. Of yeah. Moffat didn't do them great until. But then. in that that final, honestly, I think and I said it before, but the world did not. Um, the world enough and time. I was going to say the world is not enough. I've said that before. World, um, That's a bond film. It is. I know exactly. But world enough and time and the Doctor Falls for me are are among. They're just god tier um, season finales. Yeah, they, they are it's really yeah. just a, a cracking couple of episodes, and yeah. and that that there is, and and right at the heart of it to have those proto Cybermen and see them sort of change in to the Mondasian Cybermen is kind of what Age of Steel didn't quite deliver for me you know i love that in spare parts because we see or we, we kind of listen as that that whole evolution into full-on cyberman becomes becomes a thing and we but we don't see that world until actually world enough world enough in time you know the, the rise of the cyberman age of steel almost like takes that away and gives us mm. something else which is equal you know which is good but it's not you know it's not that kind of real dark slightly kind of you know alt 40s 50s bakelite technology that we that was kind of there in in, in mark platt story you know yeah um the screams yeah the, the, you know and is it is it bill she turns down the volume of the screams so she can't hear it yeah in the and hospital go, pain bed. pain yeah oh, and she can't God, she can't give them anything she's got no. to turn it down and just ignore it and that's yes yeah, and the whole setting of that you know that that design that again mm -hmm. that sort of slightly alt retro 50s future it's, yeah oh man yeah i, yeah, I do love we, that so we should re -watch but you know the thing is you're, you're right jeff it's what we all get out of these things it's what we all prefer and yeah it's all of these things are as valid as something else really yeah well this all leads us into our, our next uh hornet oh hunting. yes Hornet prodding so we, this is where we stamped on it. <laughs> right? We've already <laughs> prodded it. We've driven over it with a bulldozer. Yeah. Now we actually set fire to it, to be honest. And <laughs> just so watch it burn. So <laughs> this this might have been Cooper's suggestion as well. <laughs> as well. Oh no. Uh, so we we um for better or worse. Uh, for better or worse, we asked people what they thought of the time. Oh my children. god. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Um yeah. <laughs> Oh, so frozen and did you did you just um, go into a huge there? <laughs> <dark> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we planted our flag in the in the hill as fans of it. Um, I don't feel that we need to justify why. No, I no, like no, because we're fans the, of it. We love it, and that's great. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. Mm. I I could um, 
You know, I, well, I am now justifying it. Um, I could engage <laughs> with... Um, you are, you are further the, elucidating yeah, on, I, I on am, what, yeah. what you find so interesting um, about it. I, it. I liked the way it, it challenged everything we knew, but also the Doctor knew about herself and, and how she dealt with that, And but ultimately came to realise that it, it didn't really matter mm. what her background was. It's about who she is now that... that you know, not specifically as thirteen, but you know all the others, and and, and that's what counts. Um, I think that knowing that it was um, Christian was adopted and it was an adoptee kind of mm. storyline, I think that's very very personal. And and you know, a writer will will do things like that meta metaphor stuff. You know, um, well, it's just drawing on personal experiences, isn't yeah, it? it, it even it is, if it's yeah. subconscious, a lot of it. You know, that's that's where that wellspring comes from. Mm. And and I liked that, you know, the the doctor was this lost child. Well, I didn't like that element of it, but you know what I mean. And and was taken and experimented on and, and kind of formed mm. the foundations of, of Time Lord and, and Gallifreyan society. I don't feel that that makes the the doctor now a a godlike being or a chosen one or anything like that. I, f- I f- think it's quite tragic that mm. you know that the doctor. Whoever it was, like the doctor says, you know, I might have been waiting to be yeah. picked up. I, you know, you don't know, but you just abducted me and and, and took me. Um, it it makes it quite sad, I think, mm. really, that the, the 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 being that would become the doctor was was taken like that and used like that, and, and all mm. of this stuff was, you know, based upon it. And the time lords were, you know, they altered themselves to to, to put the regeneration effect into them and things, um, and. I don't feel that it makes the Doctor uh, a, a god thing. Mm. There's no special powers. Uh, you know, the, the the child had regenerative abilities as a special power, but that but the, but that came from wherever the child came from. Mm. So, so do you know what I mean? It was it was inherent. It was inbuilt, and it was stolen f- from the, the, the Doctor. Um, and I think that. Um, you know, it, it gets around the issues of the limited number of generations, which, you know, someone was going to have to do at some point. If it had kind of been fudged at the end of it the had been a, era, hadn't it? it? It had been a little bit there, mm. but this would kind of, you know, gave it a decisive thing. And, you know, some some people said, oh, it takes away any drama. The Doctor could be killed and just regenerate immediately. Well, yeah, okay. The Doctor's not going to be killed anyway. <laughs> so. We know that's not going to happen, you know. We know the Doctor's um, going to regenerate. And and you know I liked the the mystery mm. you know behind the fugitive doctor and you know the the the, the stuff with division and and you know working yeah. for that and things and you know it it wasn't sort of solidly answered but again I don't need it to be mm. you know the, the the fugitive doctor is is it, it's out there it's its own incarnation of the doctor you know there's obviously a kind of slightly more there's more backstory there with the siege of Atropos the, the character. Of that that character of the Doctor is kind of more aggressive, more gung ho, mm-hmm. deliberately in contrast, I think, to Thirteen's yeah. persona mm-hmm. and, and the Doctor in general, really. Um, but you know, how was the the, the Tardis, the, the Tardis, mm-hmm. at the, the phone box at that point? Well, for me personally, I don't. I don't you know, I, I, the, the bigger picture is, is mm. of interest. You know, I don't. Yeah. I don't think I need to have it filled in. You know, between. You know, the first Doctor stealing it and and it becoming a phone box. You know, it was obvious that the Time Lords wipe the memories of the Doctor. Mm. So, you you know, when you see all the stuff as the police officer, you know, 
So what's to say that, you know, the, the first Doctor hadn't had his memories wiped and, you know, lived out his, his days mm. in Time Lord society, becoming older because we know that the Doctor can age, uh, and then the thought, I've had enough of this, I'm doing a runner. Um, it doesn't change anything about the character of the Doctor being someone who's, you know, given up on that society, run away to do good, being disgusted at what the, the Time Lords are doing. I mm. think you have to kind of look at it like, you know, you've got the 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 timeless child, and then everything that happens with that going into the division and going up to the fugitive Doctor, and then at some point there's a regeneration and a mind wipe again, mm. and then you've got the the first Doctor. It doesn't take away. William Hartnell being the first Doctor, he was the no. first Doctor we saw. Mm. Chronologically, maybe not. But we also have the, the, the Morbius Doctors, where it, it was hinted at, made clear, that there was other in, incarnations. Mm. So, you know, that's my view. I, I think, I, yeah, I, 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 would, I would kind of go with that. I, I actually think it's one of the cleverest things somebody's done in Doctor Who. It is undoubtedly... Yeah, uh, the most divisive. I'll tell you for why I think it's clever because, in on one respect, it changes everything, right? Yeah. And this is this is why uh, one of the reasons so many people are kind of whoa, whoa, whoa. Because I must admit, I, I, once it be started becoming clear what the timeless child was or could be, it's like are they really going to go there. Yeah, they went there, I, right? I remember. But here's the like, thing, right? Hold, hold on, just one second, because I think it changes everything, and yet it changes nothing. So it's yes. like the best way to literally throw a boulder in what we think of as the waters, the calm-ish mm. waters mm. of Doctor Who, and actually you know, have this massive disruption which creates the energy for the story and the drama and, and the, the, the character of the Doctor and everything else. But actually at the end of it, the water settles back down in the same place. We've still got that yeah. lake, but it's all in a slightly different place. You know, so it changes yeah. everything, you, and it changes nothing, yes, and it you, moves the Doctor on. Right. What, what it did was give, and this is what I put in my tweet, but for me, it, it affected the Doctor in the core mm. by, by shaking and challenging everything that the characters thought they knew about themselves and you know, who they were and all of that. Uh, in a way that kind of past events, you know, I was told I was wrong about this, but my kind of take on it is that it, it, it affected the Doctor mm. in a way that other stories in the past haven't to, to, to such a massive degree. And a the foundational usually, level. The, the, yeah, the Doctor usually reacts to events and, and gets involved in them and, and is a participant, but this was about the Doctor. Mm. And the day of the Doctor was about the Doctor. As Stephen Moffat said, often the stories are about what's going on around the Doctor. Yeah, I think Russell Doctor said something was, similar, actually. Yeah, the day of the mm. Doctor was about the Doctor. And it was, but not to the extent that, that this was. And, and I really liked that. And like I said, at the end, the Doctor puts the fob watch back in the, mm. in the TARDIS for, for another time. You know, as with a number of Chibnall's things, things are not answered. They're left open to interpretation. The Doctor, the 13th Doctor, felt, I know who I am. I know mm. what I'm about. I don't need these to define me because I am the Doctor. And, and that's my... And understands in, in it because she's and, been through that process, yeah. you know, that upheaval. And, yeah. You know, and and, and asked herself but, those questions, you know. Now, yeah. you know, where we get at the start of Capaldi's and, you know, the, the 12 Doctors era, we get that question, you know, am I a good person? The Doctor is starting mm. to be quite interrogative. But, yeah. you know, for me, I, I, I liked it, but I didn't feel like it really came out of anything 
very much. It's you know it's an interesting place to take the Doctor in terms of his introspection, but in with the Thirteenth Doctor, we we get that question being forced upon her from mm. somewhere that she never expected. It is a complete yeah. left hook. And and you know the the Doctor as a character doesn't really change in in mm. any of it. And Things can't happen. really, to be honest. No, you know, for the truth to stay the, doing what it does. Yeah, you know, the Doctor needs to be the Doctor mm. in, in the start of every episode. You, you, it's not quite the same. You look at the Simpsons. The Simpsons what? at the start of an episode, <laughs> they've, they've forgotten there, what happened is, in the last one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is, though, you know, isn't it? You know, yeah. you know what the Simpsons status mm-hmm. quo is. The things happen, and yeah. then it's reset. It's just you know, reset Homer, every, yeah. Homer is the same as he was. 20 years ago and so is Bart mm. whereas in other shows you know characters do do change and develop like um, uh, a, a really good example is, is Wesley in Angel I always use this but you know when Wesley first appeared he mm. was goofy clueless useless and by the end of his, his uh, arc he was a, a hard as nails badass who took shit from no one had his throat slashed and you know was doing morally questionable things and, it, and he's Sounds gone through lovely. all of these things mm. to to take him there, you know. But you you couldn't do something like that with the no. Doctor. You do it with the, the companions, needs, which is yeah, where the, we've seen it before. He, as, exactly, you know, the companions need to sort of mm. change and evolve, and it and it's you know, it, it's not to the extent like that, you know, with, with Wesley, for example. But you know, the Doctor mm. largely stays the same. So I liked that the Timeless Child kind of challenged the Doctor mm. and affected the Doctor like that. And, you know, they put the fog watch back in. Maybe Chibs will write a book at some point. Maybe someone else will pick it up. You know, Russell destroyed... It's just there, isn't it? ...and the yeah, Time Lords, yeah. and, and Moffat chose to pick up and kind of run with that, and mm. then he kind of reset it all in, in Day of the Doctor. He, he could have reset it in 11th Hour, you know, he, but he didn't. Yeah. So it's not disrespectful to anyone to do this or, you know, whatever. Each showrunner's going to do their own thing with it that they feel is right for their vision of, of the show. Mm. And so... You know, we, we put this question out there and, geez, it, it went <laughs> mad. And, and I think we kind of expected, you know, some Yeah, some we, stuff we did, you know. yeah. I, I, I kind of look at it like... Every it's it's almost like being in being the England manager. I think being a showrunner sometimes. You know, New England football manager comes in, wants to build their own team. No one wanted. No one wants to do the job. (laughs) But it's it's almost like, or even the prime minister or whatever. You know, it's the dream job if you're in that field, and it's the one the one thing you probably aspire to and would love to have. But oh my goodness, on the other hand, it's stuck here for five years. (laughs) Yeah, you just you you never like you said you're never going to please everybody on. all the time or even some of the time so you're going to have to just just be true to your vision and deliver it basically that that's all you can do and yeah. whether the fan base divides um in their opinion they're always going to be divided on something anyway yeah, you, you you'll never unite the no, fan base but you know, to be people fair think, you know. this is uh, on the one hand you can see why this is so massive but on the other hand it's like it's not actually that massive at all, no. you know. Why? I think it's why are you a bit kind of blown out of yeah? What, what, why and, are you and also, everyone's still talking about it after all this yeah. time. Conversation about the show. Hey, is, we got a lot of hits on our Twitter from it. That's for sure. And, and also, we I'd like we should say that um, we put the tweet out and it's had, had five hundred something likes, which I would assume is people saying, "Yes, I like it." as We well. agree to some. I, point, I agree with your view. Level. We've, we've quite clearly mm. said we're fans of it and there's a lot of people <laughs> who are 
quite happy to express mm. the, their unhappiness with it, and that's absolutely fine. But not so many people prepared to express their happiness mm. with it. And maybe that's because, you know, you get shouted down or they, they don't want to kind of put themselves out there like that. I don't know. But I, I take some solace yeah. in the fact that there was a, you know, a large number of, of likes on that. Yeah. And, you know, we, uh, you know, there was, there was some strong comments, weren't there? Yeah, there, there were. I mean, the, the, the comments sort of divided into probably around three different areas, I think. So, yeah, you had those who sort of, you know, agreed with us. And, you know, that, that's always nice. And, some, you know, some of those had their own take on it as well, which was largely positive. And, and then you had those, those, those people who just didn't like it, you know, for whatever reason. They, they, they yeah, and, thought they were, they were bored to, by it. It didn't inspire them. Didn't yeah, like it, exactly. You know, and, that's all good you know i i'm interested in why mm. you know something didn't work for someone else um and, and but, it, but again know. it's it's fine isn't it and you know we we've always said on on all our socials that we welcome differences of opinion because then we can have a debate about them yeah but as jeff said what we don't like is when that it's and it's not even a debate some you know you get a commenter a reply someone replying tweeting back in and it is just straightforward abusive people are going to do that anyway you know i yeah. i would rather they didn't i'd rather those people kept their thoughts to themselves but they're not going to they're going to no. jump on things and they're, yeah. and they're going to react to it and, and it is unpleasant and I do think you know given the nature of the timeless child it being an adoption story you know the way I look at it is that the doctor's always always been an outsider of some yeah. description and you know in it wasn't really until you know the, the sort of Pertwee area that we we started to understand a bit more about the civilization that the doctor mm. came from and and over time it sort of developed and became you know became a, a much more rich world environment you know the whole idea of Gallifrey and Time Lords um but for the Doctor to be re-presented as an outsider even to their own race is really something and I think there are many of us who can who find something in that story to connect to because it resonates with ourselves, you know. When I found out it was, you know, that that Chris Chibnall was adopted, and that's really where that sort of story came from. You can kind of see it, you know, that idea of always being an outsider. And you know, I when I was growing up in school, you know, that's actually the reason why I why I connected to the Doctor, not because I'm adopted, but because you know I felt like I didn't, I you know I wasn't didn't really fit in. I was, I was a bit of an outsider. Yeah. You know, I wasn't really into playing football and stuff like that. I, you know, I enjoyed a kickabout with a ball, but not in the same way as a lot of the other kids were. You know, I was into Star Wars and Doctor Who and, you know, Star Trek and, and stuff like that. And, you know, we weren't ever the cool kids. We were the geeky kids, you know, and that's always been the case. And I think, you know, the, 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 the whole timeless child kind of took that deeper, took it further into a place that more people could resonate with. You, you know, those who are truly... Those those among us who truly feel alone and who feel in some way, you know, who, who are vulnerable to, to, to some degree, you know, here's here's a hero now that we can that that we can resonate with, you know, that we can connect to. And the thing is, because that connection is is at that level and it's so deep and it's so so personal, when you get a whole piling of people who come in with their opinions and a lot of the abuse that goes with it so this is not now the people who just don't like it for whatever these are the people who are who are weaponizing who are weaponizing their opinions 
and it's directed at those people who f- who feel vulnerable, who feel outside of things, who connect to the world through the show because they can see that in the Doctor, and the Doctor gives them this heroic aspect. It's it's awful, and you know social media gives us the platform where anybody can voice their opinions, but it stands to us as individuals to be responsible about how we do that. And you know I'm. I, I can be as blunt as, as, as anybody else, and yeah, I'm not going to cover myself in glory. You know, I, yeah, I've said bad things on Twitter that I've yeah, probably so, regretted, you know, but it's. Um, I, I think it's just the way you 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 the way you go about things, the way you set out to do something, your intention, uh, and you know what you just said there. You know, people identify with the Doctor, mm. and they relate to the Doctor, and some people, you know, have really connected with with the Thirteenth Doctor and that storyline, and that's amazing um you know i i love the, the 13th doctor more than you know a, a, any doctor and you know the the, the 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 era of the show you know really connected with me um and i think you know we are uh, uh, i think you know intrinsically the reason we all watch doctor who is because we are probably all a little bit different a bit of an outsider a bit of an oddball and that's the doctor mm. uh and and i think but to to dislike the Timeless Child uh, arc or uh, any other recent era and to belittle and, and insult people who like it, I, I don't think it's it's right, really, because people have the, their own connection, their own love for it, and, and it's doesn't, it, it doesn't mean it's any less uh, important mm. than anyone else's thoughts. I don't know if that's the right sort of thing I'm trying to get at. I just think, you know, you, you don't like it, it's fine. It doesn't make someone less than you because you, mm. you because they like it, and and I think you know, I said this before. I don't think it's the way the doctor would go about things. No, it, it, like that, <laughs> it doesn't you know? doesn't really sort of um, feel that. Um, always trying to be kind, it, kind of message, does yeah, it? Really? It feels yeah, feels like the the core mm. point of the carrot was kind of been missed a bit there. But anyway, we we put it out. We've kind of said our bit on it and uh, yeah no, I'm, you know, I'm glad we did actually you know yeah, well it's been an interesting experiment it, it, it you, has you been an interesting real, social experiment you know, for sure and we got yes. some new followers which we're grateful for and and it's quite a i think i tweeted it was quite a cross-section of of the fandom you know yeah it was um, which was nice to see actually you know and, and i'm sure you know, and actually in amongst that as well we we did have some pretty good debates you know there was a few people i yeah, there was picked a few, out who yeah, had, you know, you know who, who didn't like the the, the storyline at all and mm. gave you know their reasons for why and you know we had a, a yeah. few sort of exchanges and that's in, right. on a polite there was way so many, in the same yeah, way that so you many, and i would talk about kill the moon for example you know that yeah. sort of thing you know i liked it you didn't exactly. change my mind on it you know, but, um <laughs> There were so many comments we just couldn't keep up with all of no, them. No, no. Uh, so if we didn't you know, um, like or retweet or whatever, um, apologies for that. We, yeah, we were kind of bombarded a lot. Yeah, I didn't put that out um, on Facebook actually, but not no, because I, know it's I well, didn't we, have. I just don't think we actually because I didn't have time have to. Handled I sort the, of ran out of time yeah, with you know I, the I day don't job. Think we could have handled. The, yeah, I don't think we could have handled the. Uh, no, there would have been a deluge. Yeah. This has been great chatting about our hot takes here. I'm sure in time we will do some more uh, and. Um, get people's thoughts on them but uh normal service will resume we're going to do some episode uh rewatches yes, and reviews again soon aren't we? um and trying to get some more guests on the show um so we will be back very soon to explore the hooniverse Yay! from corner to corner thanks for watching and listening thank you everybody see you next time bye for now <laughs>